If you're an established woman in tech who is creating results and making an impact at work, so your workload and stress just keep growing, but promotions and salary bumps remain a distant dream, it's time for a change. Listen, we all know the tech industry has dramatically changed. It's time your career approach did too. You don't need cookie cutter programs or dusty advice from outdated playbooks because what works for tech bros won't work for you. You need individualized, bespoke support to build your brave career. One that reflects who you are as a woman in tech. I invite you to explore career coaching with me. Get all the details, including prices and client results at tricksteinbach.com. You can stress less work less, and earn more. You've already earned it. Let's make it happen. Bravery is a skill, not a personality trait, and it is the fastest, most powerful skill to creating the career and life you really want. I'm Nicole Trick-Steinbach, the International Bravery Coach and your host. I'm a former global senior director in the tech industry who's worked in over 25 countries. I'm now a certified and proven coach serving professional women like you all over the world. My promise is that you will stress less, work less, and then earn more. The Celebrate Brave podcast is for you. So make sure you subscribe for weekly brave inspiration, including proven frameworks for career and life success my answers to your listener questions, and powerful conversations with my clients and other brave leaders. You are already brave. You can define what brave means for you and your goals and build your brave. In fact, you're already in the right place. So let's dive in. It is the last week of November 2023. And on this episode of the Celebrate Brave podcast, I'm bringing you our final guest. Her name is Martine Williams, and we are focusing in on the power of no. So if you're feeling resentment, shame, guilt about the stress you're carrying and how much you are working, this is a great episode for you. Martina and I talk through how to prioritize, say no, and thrive. Specifically, Martine shares a new perspective on the struggle many of us face when it comes to saying no and the fear of rejection that very often accompanies it. She shares four steps to ensure that you are using the power of no for you. So grab your pen and paper. Martine is a coach, a public speaker, podcaster, an author, and yes, a mom. She has helped over 28,000 women through her services, her products, and her public speaking over the past 15 years step into their power, illuminate their strengths, cultivate their confidence, and elevate their lives. I hope that you experience those from this conversation as well. All right, let's dive in. 
Welcome to this episode of the Celebrate Brave podcast. I've got a very fun guest and I can promise that because I was on her (laughs) podcast and I was like, stop it. You have to come over here and talk to the Celebrate Brave audience. Martine Williams. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) I'm excited too. It's going to be a really good conversation. So we're in the month of November, my birthday month. And we're talking about November, which you just happened to bring up. So I'm so excited. And there was one quote on your website that just Mm -hmm. was like pulling me in. Mm -hmm. And it is focus on creating progress versus chasing perfection. Yes, that is. (laughs) I have to talk to her. (laughs) Yes. I mean, Yes. Yes. I feel like that's the story of my life, you know, of trying to have that shift from being the perfect mom, the perfect wife, the perfect entrepreneur. And I think when you can really focus on progress, because progress that has been proven statistically that progress creates more progress, right? But if we're striving for perfection, then we don't hit it because no one's perfect. And then we get stuck. And then we beat ourselves up. We shame and we blame and we go through that whole cycle and it just repeats itself over and over and over again. And so the, the, the women that I work with and come in contact with, even just my friends, I'm like, can we celebrate the progress? Like what progress have you made today that you can be proud of today? Because that is going to actually drive you to take action tomorrow. Yes. But if you're focused on what you didn't do right or how you missed the mark or that you didn't hit the perfect air quotes, whatever perfection is for you, then it stops you in your tracks. It just is not, it's not, it's not constructive. It's just not going to help yes. you move forward. If you're focused on chasing perfection, because that's where burnout comes in. And I know we're going to be talking about, yes. like you said, November, but when you're chasing after perfection, you're chasing a ball that you could never catch. Mm-hmm. Right. It's this mm-hmm. illusion that one day when I get there, when I've gotten there in my business, when I've gotten there in my personal development, when I've gotten there in my walk as a mom or a wife, then it's like, we've arrived. Nope. We never, we never arrive. We never arrive. learning. We're always learning. <laughs> We're always creating progress, right. but progress creates more progress, more than money, more than, you know, healthy relationships. It's just people are motivated more by seeing progress. That's why people post those progress photos, right? When they're on a health journey. They are more motivated by seeing progress than they are being motivated by money. I read that one day and I was like, oh my goodness, that is like, if you really think about it, Mm. you're seeing progress that is going to motivate you. If you don't see progress because you're choosing not to see it, or you're chasing perfection, then you're not going to create more progress. It literally makes you shut down. That's right. Yeah. And the majority of people, we just did a dive into who's listening to this podcast, Celebrate Mm -hmm. Brave. Why are they listening? Things like that. And across the board, it's so mm-hmm. I think it's like 90% women or people who identify as women and across the board, high achieving, highly mm. ambitious, highly achieving, yep. et cetera. And especially for us, our communities here, because I know that you service a lot of high achieving people as well. We are always moving the line. Always. Mm, yeah. So when we're aiming for completion, I, I mm-hmm. call it the pressure of completion, perfection, which is Mm -hmm. hilarious because I have a stutter. And how many times can you stutter over that phrase? (laughs) Because 
we always move the line. So a lot of my clients and the people who are listening are going for that next corporate title, whatever Mm -hmm. that is. Right. And when I get that corporate title or I cross six figures or I cross triple six figures or whatever it is, right. I travel to 20 countries, over 15 countries Mm -hmm. then. And what Mm -hmm. I have to often say when I'm talking to groups, like you talk to groups or one-on-one consultations is that's a lie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. True. Instead, it's that 2%, that 2%, that 2%, Mm -hmm. that 2%. So one of the things, because you mentioned body changes and I'm in recovery for an eating disorder and I have a number of people who listen to this who are as well. And so if that was something that like touched to you, dear listener, please remember, like you can look at your resume and you can look at how you've developed your resume. Okay. So the progress we're talking Mm -hmm. about here, Mm -hmm. or I have a client right now who's getting rid of things. And so she's taking Mm -hmm. pictures of her closet every and looking at that progression because she's not going in there. And who is that person from Japan? Marie something? Oh, Kondo. Kondo. And she's like condoing her entire (laughs) thing at once. It's like, no, no, no. We're going to do this over six months. Yeah. We're going to get rid of the things that don't bring you joy when you wear them anymore. You don't feel Mm -hmm. comfortable. That's an old version of you. Mm -hmm. And we're doing that over a period of time. So I love that you were talking about progress Mm -hmm. and shifts because you've helped on your website, it says over 28,000 women. Yes. And helping that many people Mm -hmm. look at progress improves Mm -hmm. the entire world for sure. Yes. Yes. It does because it's having impact in your circles right? If you're a mom, your kids are watching and are you, you know, celebrating your success, the small wins along the journey to whatever the big win is like, you would never, I had this conversation actually with my coach the other day. And she was like, I was having, I was struggling with like, like again, set kind of celebrating the wins. So just kind of a vulnerable moment. And she was like, would you ever like not tell your kids you were proud of them when they were trying for something and it didn't work when they were walking and they fell down? Yeah. When they were walking and they fall down, do you tell like beat them while they're down? She's like, you're doing the exact same thing to yourself because you're not celebrating and you're not saying I'm proud of myself, even though I didn't get where I want to be. I'm proud of the progress that I've made. And it was just like, okay, I teach this, but sometimes we get guilty. You know, we, we fall into our own traps that we coach on. And it was just such Mm -hmm. an awareness of, no, I would never beat a stranger down you know, about progress or not making progress or being perfect. So why am I holding myself to that standard? So someone needed to hear that today. So I just felt led to say that. It is such a powerful thing to say. One of the things that I frequently say in my one-on-one sessions, not so much when I'm talking to groups around this podcast, when people are like, yeah, but that's just how I am. I'm just a perfectionist. I just have to cross all the T's and dot all the I's. I was like, yeah, Mm -hmm. totally. I believe you. When you were a toddler, you were like, I am not walking until I can run. (laughs) It sounds ridiculous when we frame it. It really does sound ridiculous. When I'm not going to read until I can read Charles Dickens. No, right. Right. I know. I know. Well, and since you brought up perfectionists, like this is something that I, you know, some of the work I do with my one on one clients is being a perfectionist has gotten a bad rap. And again, I, you know, I'm about progress, not perfection, but when you label yourself a perfectionist, it also mm-hmm. sends you into a certain yes. type of action. And so it's not that you're a perfectionist. It just means you care about the details. 
That's right. Right. Like how differently That's would you right. perform at work? And as a mom, if you just were able to have that shift, like I'm not a perfectionist, I just care about the details. That's actually a strength of yours that you care about the details because we need people who care about the details. We have the creative people and we have, you know, the people that can just flow and fly by the seat of their pants. And then we have those that come along and they're called editors, right? <laughs> they make sure that these are crossed <laughs> and, and the eyes are dotted. <laughs> yes, all of that. So we, everybody has their place, but when you start shaming your gift yeah, and, and looking at it in a way of negative, yeah. and that's going to create a negative emotion, which is going to create a negative action and a negative result. So you just have to kind of reframe that. That is so right. Which brings us mm-hmm. to the power of no from your perspective. So we've already covered a lot, right? No to shaming our gifts, no to focusing on completion, no to putting ourselves onto some kind of crazy hamster wheel with no finish, no to waiting to celebrate until this mythical, whatever accomplishment, right? right? So tell us more about the power of no. It's just a powerful two-letter word that we're afraid of. We don't like to hear it, right? And we don't like to say it. And one of the things I say all the time is no is a complete sentence. Yes. You you do not have to explain your no's to certain people, right? You don't have to, the more, the more you try to explain why you're saying no to someone who's asking something of you, the more ammunition you're giving them to come back at you. So it's just, I think as women, we, we associate the word no with I'm being a mean girl. Oh, wait a second. Tell me more about that. I've never thought of that. Well, yeah. I mean, they think well, if I'm saying no, I'm being mean to the person. When you're saying no, you're just trying to honor your priorities. That's it. It doesn't mean you're being mean to that person. You think about mean girls. Well, okay. That's so what I, you have, I have to out myself <laughs> in case anybody is unclear. I am the least cool person that, you know, let's talk about books. I got you right. Let's talk about policy or travel. Mm-hmm. I got you. Mm-hmm. I have never seen that movie. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me, so I literally, I genuinely, Martine, I have genuinely never thought this, that I'm being mean Mm. when I say no, or someone else is being mean to me when they say no. For me, I'm being mean when I don't tell someone my decision Mm -hmm. and they're being mean to me when they don't let me know what's going on. Yeah. So for example, you know, recently on the private side, I'm going to give a private example and then a career example. So on the private example, we had the situation where there was going to be this family-based togetherness that was happening. Mm -hmm. And we stumbled on to the fact that we were not invited and it was Mm -hmm. very hurtful and it felt very mean. Mm -hmm. So I reached out to one of the parents that was organizing this and I said, Hey, just found out I would just like to understand if you're willing to share what may have gotten like cross a misunderstanding, mm-hmm. cross wires, whatever the case would, would be not to be invited, but just to understand what's going on. And we had this amazing conversation and it turned out that there was a mental health issue and there was only two families being invited specifically because they share that mental health mm-hmm. engagement. And there was just a misunderstanding feelings got hurt. So I was so excited and grateful for myself that I had that crucial conversation. Yeah. Yeah. That we just had that open conversation. We totally understood each other. I wish them all the best. In fact, since then we've hung out a couple of times, no hard feelings. Right. But that not communicating was really, really hard. And then on the Mm -hmm. professional side, 
I think it's genuinely mean Mm -hmm. for companies to interview people and then not tell them what the outcome is. Mm -hmm. I think this is so mean. It's disrespectful. Yeah. So I want to understand. Okay. So there's a book called the likability trap. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't really care if people like me. In fact, there's a lot of people I want to dislike me. Definitely say like, oh, I don't like her. And if they were like, oh, she's the best. I'd be like, I'm living my life incorrectly. Let's go. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And I learned in reading that book that there's also negative aspects for people like me, specifically women like me, Mm -hmm. who are like, it's okay if you don't like me. It's really okay. I, Mm -hmm. that's fine. There are negative repercussions for that mentality in the society we have. So I genuinely want to understand. How, so when other people or or yourself get the word no or say the word no, and they feel mean or they feel someone else is being mean, just walk me through that. I want to understand. Teach it to me. They feel rejection. So if you're saying no to someone, a lot of times they take it personal. Like you just, like you just gave the most beautiful example. It was not personal. No. They didn't invite you. It wasn't personal. Not at all. But most people think of it when they hear no, they feel I'm being rejected. I'm being rejected. And so it feels mean, right? And the person who's saying no, especially as women, because we're people pleasers by nature, a lot of us, and we struggle with that. And so we feel like if we're not constantly pleasing other people and saying yes to all the things they're asking us for, especially if you're a giver, you have to know your limits because the takers don't know them. They'll just keep coming back and asking. Because they see you as misdependable, right? And they see you as the person that they always that always says yes. You're the yes girl. And maybe you have been that. And there are things you want to say yes to. But there are things that you're realizing once you get clear on your priorities that need to be a no for right now. And you, it's like an internal struggle of how are they going to see me when I say no? That's the person who struggles with saying no. That's what they're thinking. How is this person going to perceive me saying no? Now, some people do not struggle with this at all. They are so confident and clear on their priorities. They can say no. And it's like, it's just a no. What's the big deal? But there are way, there are tons and tons and tons of women who struggle with saying no. Um, And that, that a hundred percent I'm on there. That, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I just have never considered the tie to being mean. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like, you're, what I'm asking you to do is not as important. It doesn't feel important. And so that person feels like, like, I don't, I'm like you, like, I don't take a note. I don't, I don't see the person as being mean when someone tells me no. Right. But I have, but I have struggled with feeling like in the beginning when I was learning this, am I being mean? You know? And I think there's a lot of women that feel that way. And there are a lot of women who take it that way. So you just have to reframe that for you. And again, for them to see you as mean, that's their work to do. You're not responsible. Absolutely. 100%. For their response to your no, you're only responsible for standing firm in that it's a solid no. And it's because you're trying to honor your priorities. You're not trying to be mean. You're not trying to reject that person. You're not trying to be, you know, someone who doesn't care about the other person's request. It's that right now it doesn't align with what you're trying to accomplish or the person you're trying to be. Sometimes you have to say no to toxic relationships and that person still needs you and they want you and they think you're being mean because you're trying to detach, but you're detaching because it's no longer serving you for this season. Doesn't mean you can't 
reconnect with that person. Right. But for now, it needs to be a no. But to that person, especially who you've always been the yes girl, you've always been Miss Dependable, you've always been the one they could come to, and you're going to like, yes, I'll be there. Yes, I'll bake the cookies. Yes, I'll show up and volunteer here. Yes, I will take your kids here. Yes, I will go for the girls' night out. When you say no that first time, that person immediately puts up a, well, what's wrong with you? Interesting. You have to teach people. Yeah, you have to teach people how to treat you. Yeah. So most of my clients are, and most people listening to this are struggling with like, yes, I'll work on the weekends. Yes. I'll cancel my holiday. Yes. I'll work when I'm sick. Yes. I'll do his job or their job because they're not doing it. Yes. I'll open up the ticket for the equipment. Yes. I'll right. Mm -hmm. And most of the time, and I remember the first time that I said, no, I was Mm -hmm. terrified. Mm -hmm. I was terrified. And And what were you terrified of? Well, I was between what I believed was a rock and a hard place at the time. So the story is that I was working, I was flying globally all the time. I was Mm -hmm. working easy 70 hours a week and I had a very, very demanding, very choleric executive boss. And I was Mm -hmm. in my late twenties. And then I had a partner who is, so I'm more of like the, let's be ambitious and go for the next thing. And my boyfriend at the time who I was living with, is the opposite. Like he works because that's just part of what he does, but that is not who he is. Right. Whereas I had a very different perspective at the time. And he said, look, I, I really love you. And if you cancel another holiday, I just can't, I just can't Mm, keep doing this because I had been canceling and not showing up. And I didn't show up to family things, which in Germany is an enormous thing to, to skip and et cetera, et cetera. And so I had planned vacation Mm-hmm. And I think it was on a Thursday evening, I got a phone call from the COO who said, Hey, we're buying this company and you need to come in. We're announcing on Monday, we need a plan to tell the employees. And I was like, no. Hmm. And he was like, what? And I said, it takes months. <laughs> it takes months and months and months and months, years sometimes to buy, to acquire a piece of technology in a company. You guys have known about this. And now I'm supposed to cancel my four-day holiday or whatever and build a strategy. And I'm not doing that this time. Mm -hmm. I remember where I was standing. I remember the phone I had in my hand. And it was not a smartphone because I am old. And I know, right, where the sun was and the apartment, et cetera, except because I was so scared. I was so scared Mm -hmm. that I would have a repercussion that came on career growth, that came on access and visibility and things like that. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't scared of being mean. I thought that they were mean because they were treating me this way. Mm -hmm. But I do. Yeah, that was a really and it turned out I was not in between a rock and a hard place. I was Mm -hmm. between somebody who was like, hey, if we're going to have a life together, let's do this. And we got married and had two kids and all the stuff and a group of people that we're just going to take whatever they could take. And as long as I was still saying yes, they didn't Mm -hmm. have to find another solution. As a result, I did get pushed down the organization, I think three levels over six months. But when salary negotiations came around, I was like, let's negotiate. And my new, new, new manager at the time said, "I, I, I just can't because the COO has already made the decision. It's already in the system. And I was just like, I cannot believe I'm getting Mm -hmm. messed over like this. Mm -hmm. And in fact, it was a double digit race. Wow. Because I had put up boundaries. And as a Mm -hmm. result, the quality had skyrocketed. Mm -hmm. And the reason I learned 
over a decade later, because I'm still in contact with that COO, he told, I was like, what, what was that? That was so bizarre. You pushed me down the organization and then you gave me this massive salary increase. What's happening? Do you know, you know what he said to me? He said, I, could, I knew I could trust you to deliver. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have to sit on top of you. You didn't have to report to me. I right. knew I could trust you to deliver. All yeah. because I said no, I got some rest, and then my quality shot up. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. And that applies to everything. everything. The quality of your relationships when you say no. If you're stretching yourself so thin, then you're not able to show up for anybody at your fullest potential. When you're constantly saying yes to this, you're you're sacrificing another yes when you say yes to everything. And if everything is a priority, then nothing is a priority. So you have to decide that first. And that is how you show up confidently to that conversation and say no, because you realize you've done the mental work, the internal work. You realize that I'm not being a mean girl. I'm not rejecting that person. I am trying to honor my priorities for me, my family, my business, wherever I want to go. And if you, you have to get there first, or you're always going to be thinking that I'm disappointing someone or they're going to be mad at me because people do, they just do, they get mad. They don't understand it. And they, people have been called where you're just being mean. You're not saying yes, but you're just being mean. So there's lots of different ways you can say mean. It could be yeah. again, like, uh -huh. you know, so it's not just that word, but there's lots of different ways that people push that emotion on you when you say no, but it just all starts with yeah. you understanding your priorities first so that you can. Yeah. Cause I've been, okay. So now, okay. I'm getting the loop closed. <laughs> I'm getting the loop closed. I'm telling you, this is, I'm going to be carrying this conversation forward for me and learning from it. So words that I've been called selfish, mm, yeah, ambitious, one. but not mm -hmm. in a nice tone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Self-centered. Um, <laughs> My, my favorite of all time, because it was the person's second language, but they were trying to say God fearing and they said, not, not scared enough of the God. <laughs> I just, it was funny. and I was like, what? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. What? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, but so those are all re those are all different words of trying to call you a mean person. So how do you help your community work through that fear of being seen as mean? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. it, it starts with understanding who they are, like who's, who, what their strengths are, who they are, how they were designed to operate, what gifts and strengths they bring to the table. So it starts there. Like you have to know yourself. No one's going to value you and your worth if you can't value it first. Oh, just like, yes. Just like no one's going to value your time if you're not valuing it and putting boundaries around it. And you're telling them this is what's important. This is not what's important. So we have, we have to start with ourselves first. And a lot of times we put it out to other people but you have to start with yourself. So we do a lot of work on that first. So that way that gives them confidence to show up to the difficult conversation, to even say that first, no, that first, no, is so scary, as you said. Oh, so and, true. and I don't make light of that because I remember those feelings. I remember like, oh my God, what are they going to think? I'm not disappointing them. I'm not like, I really am not. And we know these things, but all these lies start swirling around your head of, mm. you know, this is, I am going to, and, and you are, the fact is you are going to disappoint some people when you say yes, yes. but again, yes. that's their, that's their work. That's not your work. That's right. So we, so one we of focus the quotes, on, one of the yeah. quotes that I share with people when they're like, well, what is brave? And people want me to give them an example, like client free climbing in the Colorado mm -hmm. mountains or, you know, standing up and giving a presentation between in front of 20,000 people or something insane. Right. And what I always answer is 
it depends on every single person. And one of the quotes I love to use is actually from Glennon Doyle. And she says along the lines of disappoint everyone else. Do not disappoint yourself. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's yep. brave. So I yeah. love that you're bringing in like the disappointment. And that's something that I can connect a lot more in because people do get disappointed. Mm-hmm. A lot they of did. the times they've made an entire plan that rests mm-hmm. on you. And now you aren't available. Yeah. Yeah. Because you never but, agreed to that. Okay, keep going. Right. I just love this. I love this. Yeah, that's the first work, you know, and yeah. really just focusing in on okay, who you are, and be confident in that. And then secondly, it's okay. Now, what's important to you right now? Not what's important to the person you're seeing on social media or your coworker sitting next to you, or what you see them making priority doesn't mean those are your priorities. Oh, and so it, there, there's so much uh, confusion around their priorities. They don't even know what's important anymore. And so again, it's hard for them to say no, because they haven't clearly, clearly defined for them and their family, what's important right now in this season Mm. and what's important right now in this season can change, right? It's like, we all, we put this pressure on us that like what we're doing right now, we have to do forever. Like if I say yes to this thing, I'm in it forever. And that's just not reality because when your kids are little, there are certain things you're going to say yes to and say no to. When they get older, there's certain things you're going to say yes to and you're going to say no to. But if you're constantly living through the lens of someone else's life and what you see other moms doing or what you see other entrepreneurs doing, their value system could be completely different, number one. Number two, the season of life and business they're in is completely different. So you really have to just slow down. This is what I help them do slow down so that you can speed up, slow down and figure out what is really important right now that I need to be spending my time, my energy and my resources on and everything Mm. else needs to be blocked out for now. Like it doesn't mean you're not going to go back to some of those things. Right. I mean, I have to say no to volunteering at my kid's school because Tuesdays, like I realized it was taking up more time than I thought it was taking up going to the school and volunteering in the lunchroom. And that was an important that's when I operate most effectively was during that time frame, And so oh, I had to say no. Yeah. So I could, there were some big goals I had in my business. And so I remember going, I remember just, Oh, you know, I just, I, I love my kids see me at school. And like, there were so many things I was, I was doing it for, but my priorities shifted. That's right. That's and that's right. okay. It's okay. Things change, life changes and your priorities will shift, but you have got to get really clear. And so it's like a process you do every 90 days to check in with yourself is this thing that I'm doing still important today? Or do I need to make an adjustment? If you wait until the end of the year, then you're going to look back on that year and go, I wish I'd have done more of this. I wish I'd done less of that. Yep. And then you have all these regrets going into the new year. Who wants that? No. Yeah. And that actually circles exactly back to the celebrate the small progress. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. I talk about the 2% shift, Mm -hmm. right? Like, incremental steps to major transformation. And that just loops right back. So know yourself, know your priorities of self for now, Mm -hmm. slow down to speed up Mm -hmm. and gift yourself a check-in at least every 90 days. I really encourage, because most of my clients are going through a pretty significant career transition. Mm -hmm. They're either promoting or they're slowing down or they're doing a horizontal shift. And I really encourage them to do, I have an evaluation framework. Mm -hmm. I'll I'll link the podcast in the show notes to evaluate every single month. Look at what's working, what's not working. What do they want to do differently? And that's really a gift because then you're going to go back and you're going to celebrate. Yeah, the progress. The progress. 
Yes. If you're not measuring it, how do you know? If you're not checking in, how do you know? Because in your mind, you're thinking, I still haven't reached where I want to go. That line, right? That keeps moving. The ball, it just keeps moving faster. You're chasing after the ball and the ball just keeps going faster. So you just have to slow down. But our natural tendency when things get get like that is to speed up. Uh, work harder, work faster, yeah. spend more time at work, you know, spend less time doing the things that bring joy. Yes. And then you wonder why we're burned out. Sign your kids up for another thing. Take on yep. another hobby, sign up to yep. another social media. Oh my gosh. Yep. Yeah. And then yep. you burn out. Yeah. Oh man, this was so good. <laughs> Thank you. I love oh. how you like, how you just like, you're really good at outlining it. So I'm like talking all over the place and you bring it back to like the simple statement. I'm like, I love that. We work really well together. I'm going to just, just we you know, do. throw all this information out there. And then you bring it back to one sentence. I'm like, oh, that's so good. See, we're very different, but we, we both, but we need that, that, right? We need each other. It. That's right. So, that's awesome. We absolutely need yeah. all the people. Well, yeah. I do not want to stop this conversation without you telling all the listeners what yes. your business does, how they can find you. I listen to your podcast and I'm excited. Thank you. Thank be on you. your podcast, but I listen to your podcast. Yes. So walk us through. What do you offer to the world and how can people connect? Yes. So the best place to find me is on Instagram. You can also find me at my website. I'm sure we'll put the links, all that yes. in the show notes at martinewilliams.com. But I work with mompreneurs to help them to get unstuck. I empower them to get unstuck, to boost their confidence, to break through burnout so they can accelerate the results. And I do that through one-on-one coaching. We really focus in, like I said earlier, on your strength. So I utilize a tool called the ProScan, which is a personality and performance assessment or survey. So I focus in on that first. And then I also do keynotes and public speaking for teams, whether it be corporate teams or you know anybody that's leading a team, I come in and speak. So really, really excited about the opportunity to, whether it's one-on-one or in a group setting, I just know this is my gift and my strength and I'm super passionate about it. I love that. I love that. And in the United States for my U.S. audience, it's about 50% of my audience. For you in the United States of America, we are headed into a childcare crisis. There are a number of different reasons for this. But one element that a number of states are doing is they're offering extensive support for you to consider going freelance or starting your own business. And so if that's something that you're playing around with, I really want to encourage you to please reach out to Martine, Mm -hmm. check out the different opportunities out there as an entrepreneur of four years and an executive before that I shared Mm -hmm. that I used to work a lot. I ran multinational across many different nations, many different time zones, teams and project teams, major budgets, being an entrepreneur leads to so much personal human growth. Mm. And everybody told me that I listened, (laughs) I did not understand. (laughs) And now you do. It's the biggest personal development journey you'll ever go on as an entrepreneur. (laughs) It teaches you lots of things. And if you're doing that while parenting, while taking care of the next generation, there's a whole nother element of growth that happens there. So if that's something you're playing around with, you know, congratulations on your brave and definitely check out at least the podcast. I am so grateful that you came on to talk about no and to talk about progress and to share your energy. I just love your energy. Thank you. Thank you. This is such an honor. You know, it's 
I love to have the opportunity to do what I love and, and pouring in and empowering women of all walks of life is just something I'm super passionate about. So I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to do what I love. Oh, you're welcome. I receive, <laughs> I receive. Okay. All right. With a snap. With a snap. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Till next week, everyone. Thank you so much. Bye. Before you go, you can deepen and expand what you're experiencing here on the Celebrate Brave podcast by working directly with me through bespoke, results-oriented one-on-one coaching that is rooted in my proven Build Your Brave framework. As of the last client survey completed in Q1 2023, 75% of my clients from the past two years report they reached their unique goal. 100% of my clients, yes, 100% report they stress less as a result of working with me. 56% report working less and 43% report earning more. You learned how to spend less time ruminating and stressing yourself out by getting clearer and calmer within a mindset approach that is simple, effective, and specific to you. Then we work together to end the habit of overworking and overproducing by crafting a plan of momentum specific to your goals and strengths. I support you as you execute your plan, including the skills and knowledge necessary to succeed in your own accountability. And finally, you step away from the all-too-common pattern of under-earning and make the shifts towards being well-paid in your industry, using the clarity and momentum to ensure you become the woman you want to be at work and in your life for real. Go to tricksteinbach.com to learn more and schedule your free, no obligation consultation. Link in the show notes. You can stress and work less while you earn and live more by building the skill of bravery. Talk soon.